Okay, welcome. So today is a uh, is a different class because I'm actually in LA with all the Hebra, which is very exciting. So we are up to Perak's Prokim um, 38, 39 and 40, which as we've said are amongst the most difficult and arguably the most difficult Prokim in Tanya. Um, and we're talking about Kovana. We've spent the past few weeks talking about the Hashivas of the Maisa Mitzvah, and that's Dira B'Tachtoinim. How do you bring Hashem into the lowest levels? Is by doing the actual physical acts of this world. Hashem is able to come down into the lowest level of this world. Um, and it came out that, like, where's the place for Kovana? What does it mean, Kovana? Where, where does that fit in? Because we talk about Kovana Mitzvah all the time, but he's just, the Rebbe's just been being Madgish, um, emphasizing the Maisa Mitzvah. So that's very important. The Rebbe begins his trucking by saying to you, this is the case. Yeah, you can have all the Kavanas in the world by Kriyashma. If you don't push it, put out those few words out of your mouth, you won't become the Mitzvah Kriyashma. You can sit there with all the Kavanas in the world to fill in. If you didn't go like that and do to fill in, you weren't, you, you didn't bring your shem down and say, well, this, this is a side point, but I'll mention it quickly, that the Avois, the Avois um, were Makai the Mitzvahs Alpi Ruchnius, meaning Avraham sat under a tree in Mamre, that was his Mitzvah Sukkah, yeah? And Yaakov used like vines to do the Medrash says they were Makai all the Mitzvahs, even do a Banan, all that kind of stuff, yeah? But you think about it like, you can't be Makan Mitzvah to fill in with vines. You can't sit under a tree and be Makan Mitzvah of, of, of Sukkah. And in Dafka, they used things that were possible for a Mitzvah. None of us could be Makan Mitzvah in, those, in, in any of those ways. What happened at Har Sinai was Hashem was Yoyed Alaha. He came down and everything flipped around Lagamre. By the Avois, the Ika was the Kavana. And the Maisa Mitzvah was a remez. It was like a, a hint. By after Matan Torah, it flipped around the Gamray, and the Ika became the Maisa Mitzvah, and the Kavana became a secondary aspect. So even though we're going to now talk very deeply about Kavana, we have to keep that in mind, that if you've got no Kavana, doing the Mitzvah without any Kavana is gewaldic, especially if you don't want to do the Mitzvah. Really, that like you slip yourself out of bed to do the mitzvah, that's mamash fantastic. It really is. And if you haven't got all these big things going on and you're not feeling, uh, yeah, okay, so okay, so that, that's basically how the Rebbe begins begins the uh, the the chapter with the first the paragraph. Okay, so what is kavana? What is kavana? a mitzvah. Kavana a mitzvah is the energy that motivates you to do the act. Simple as that. Why are you doing it? That's what Kavana a mitzvah is. Now, we have to explain two very important concepts, and this is going to play out in, uh, in understanding this, okay? Which is the difference between symptom and hestapanin. Everyone's heard these words before? Yeah, no one. What? Attraction and 
Sinister is like contraction, constriction. Hestophanum means the concealment of the face. Mm -hmm. That's what it really translates as, but it's like we, you know, call it Hestophanum. Yeah, it's like very shy to um, to Purim, hoping, you know, Hester, Hester, Aster. Um, so, what is the difference between Hestophanum and Sinister? Okay. And it's really simple, although people don't know this generally, but it's, it's very simple. Is the difference between a constriction or a, a, a diminution? Diminution? That's not what is it? Dim, diminishing. What? A diminishment. Thank you. It's it's the difference between a diminishment of quantity or a diminishment of quality. Okay. So in photography, it works very well. You've got an aperture in a camera. Yeah. Where. It opens and it closes. You let in more light. That's a wide aperture, like 1.8. And then you have a small aperture, like f22, which only lets in a little bit of light. Okay? That is Simpson. Very simple. Constricts is like the difference between a massive window and a very small window. It constricts the amount of light. But then we have the concept of a curtain, like a veil. Now that doesn't constrict, well, it also constricts the amount of light, but it constricts the quality of the light. So that's Hester Punning. Okay, everyone's with me? We need, we're going to build buildings. So if you don't understand something, please call me, because each individual idea is not particularly difficult, but, but if we miss a piece of the puzzle, it's, we're not going to take, we're not going to walk away with the whole thing. That's what I have to show. So I have my kids in Israel say to Hill and Frost right now, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so, yeah, symptom is what gives rise to this world. We can have a physical world just with symptom. Okay, it's abstract, but but this world could could come into being. The flesh of your roof and and the table and everything you see around us. If Hashem just used symptom. We, it could look like this. I've never seen that. How I've understood it, it could literally look like this world. What's the difference between Simpson and Hester Punnett? Aperture. So, so but, well, so no. So, so this world would be comparable to a tiny aperture. You don't see God, yeah, because he's constricted the amount of his light so so intensely. But just like. If you've, you're in a dark room and you have a teeny stream of light come through, you can extrapolate that it's sunlight. You, you know, it's the same light. If you were outside, it would be the same light. It's just a teeny weeny little bit of it. Yeah. So if this world was created with Simpson exclusively, we could maybe look exactly, I don't know for sure, but I've, the way I understand it is we could probably look like we look and it could all be like this, but everyone would be utterly aware of the Bonishlu. Just like we're aware of the fact that we're sitting in front of each other and no one could convince you that you couldn't convince me that I'm not sitting in front of you right now. You couldn't convince me. Yeah. So too, if the world was just made with Simpson, it would be impossible to deny the Bonishlu. And therefore, you would not have Huh? Yeah, you'd have no Bukhira. What would be the point of that? That's where Hester Panem comes in. So if it's just Simpson, you would, you would see a shadow? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it means like to see, but you I thought... of God. 
you would be it would be undeniable. You wouldn't be able to do an Aveira. He would be so obvious that you would be a big tzaddik. You would be a robotic tzaddik. Explain again. I understand why. I, I don't understand how it's possible. Because when we're talking about a din on on amount of light, yeah. So you've got a black room, and the, the shutters are left a teeny little chink, and a, there's a stream of light. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know that that light is sunlight. Okay. It's the same light. It's just a very small piece of it. So the fact that Hashem constricts himself, you, see, you still see a piece of. You're seeing God just in a very constricted form. Hester Panim now actually conceals the quality of the light so you don't know him. There's no light at all? Or, or he just... Well, there's there's degrees of Hester Panim. Say it's like diffusion. Diffusion, like, like it's like a filter, like a veil. Like, yeah, it diffuses the light. But you, yeah, basically. It'd be like... So like then what's the purpose of... Tim What's the purpose of Simpson then? I thought it was to create uh, die, that it was to create enough concealment that we could exist. Exactly. That's it. So we can exist, but, with, but not there, as... But, but there but would not, still be Hattara. But, but not as an independent entity, not as an egotistical, self-contained, godlike creature. It's the, the Hestapanim that allows us to think that we are God. If it wasn't for the Hester Panim, you would be like, I'm just a little piece in the puzzle, as opposed to, look at me. Yeah, it's Hester Panim that allows us to think that we're God. That's really what it is. And there's Madragas of Hester Panim. But, but Hester Panim gives us our free will. Okay, everyone's clear? Yeah? Okay. So let's keep that clear. So Simpson is Hashem's constriction of his quantity of light and as the punim is his constriction of the quality of the light and that's just as tangentially that's why it's called Hester punim because as we know we've got two level this is a bit tangential i'll just say quickly probably people understand but gabriel might understand and it's in mike and a couple of people that has the punim we have we have we have Panemius Aratzon and Chetsonius Aratzon. Yeah? The Panemius Aratzon is something you want for itself. Chetsonius Aratzon is something that is a means to an end. Yeah? So covering his face, you get it? Regardless of what Chazal, how Chazal called it, they covered his face. It's a covering of his face, meaning now we see his Chetsonius Aratzon, his, 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 um, his, um, what he wants is a means to an end, which is Bahira. It's not him himself. When you see someone's face, you know who they are. But when they turn their back to you, you don't know who they are. That's exactly the point. Okay, that was a side point. If you got that, you got it. If you didn't do it. Okay. Um, okay. Now we have to introduce another another concept, which is the Arbo Ilamus. Okay. We have Atsilas, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Okay. Um, Atsilas is only called a world because we've got no other thing to call it, really. But it's 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 very different to the other three worlds. Okay, Atsilas is could you call Atsilas created? Well, Atsilas means to emanate. Yeah, just like the sun, like the light emanates from the sun. You wouldn't say that the sun creates sunlight; it shines. The sunlight isn't a 
product that the sun creates, it's something that's emanating from the sun. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So that's emanation. That's the world of emanation, the world of Silas. And in that world, you can't really talk about separation in any way, shape, or form, even though in Kabbalah it does talk about stuff like that, but it's always as a concession. It's basically a complete unity where, like, you can't go into Atsilas, put it that way. You can't enter Atsilas because, by definition, you would be absorbed into it. There can't be a separate being. So when someone says, yeah, I went into the Ulamas, he did the meditation, he went into Atsilas, yeah, you know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> Bria, on the other hand, Bria is now a, a world, yeah, like by all, all, by all definitions of the word world, which means hella. Hella means a concealment, okay? So by Bria, there is a real concealment and creations now come into existence in Bria. There's very much a level of separation in Bria, not like it is here, but, but, but there is a level of separation in Bria. Yetzirah, there's more of a separation. You could say like this, that Atsilas is just you, nothing. You can't speak that, it's nothing. Bria is like a piece of clay, untouched clay. Before there was no clay, now there's this like lump of like clay. Okay, that's Bria. Yetzirah would be forming it into a brick. That's why it's called formation, the world of formation. It's almost the form. So you would take that clay that was something from nothing, and now you're you're forming that something that came from nothing, and you turn it into a brick. That's the world of Yetzirah. And now when you stack the bricks together into a wall, that's the world of Asiya, of Mycer. They're basically lower levels. They're, they're levels of greater separation, okay? And for what we're talking about now, this is very important. Don't think that the Ulamas are someplace else. They're not shy to space. You exist simultaneously in all worlds. Your Ratzon exists in Atsilas, for Jewish. Your Seichel exists in Bria. Your Midas, your emotions, exist in Yetzirah. And your behavior and your senses exist in Asiya. So you exist on all planes at the same time. So Bria is called the world of Seichel, the world of the intellect. Okay? Yitzira, and that's what the Russian Yetzahara or Yetzatoiv. Yeah, that comes from the world, those are emotional things. That comes from the world of Yitzira, which is the emotions. And the world of Asiya is the world of action, this, this phenom phon phenomenological, phon phenomenological world, the world of the senses, yeah? Um, okay, so we just have to introduce that concept. So we've got, right now, we've got two concepts on the table. We've got the difference between Simpson and Hestapana, yeah? A reduction of the quantity of light and a reduction of the quality of light, okay? Respectively. Now we've got the four levels of the worlds, but we're only really gonna be talking about the three lower worlds, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, okay? Which is intellect, emotions, and behavior. You guys are just coming in right now. We've, we've been building up, you know, these, these concepts are familiar to people already, right? Um, so don't, the fact that you maybe feel a little bit like what's going on, it's very, that, that, it would be weird if you weren't feeling that. Um, okay. 
So let's leave those two things now. We've got we've got the concept of Simson Hestapanim, we've got the Arbor Ilamas. Now let's discuss the concept of Kavana. Okay. Now the Rebbe says over and over, real Kavana is the Dabka boy, to be Davik in a shed. Now we have to dis- we have to explain what that means. Because the Vegas, the way that I always learned the Vegas was I'm in a good place because I got payers, yeah. So you need payers for the breakers, yeah, and you need to roll your eyes back, like so you see the lights, <laughs> and then you have to like go like this, mm-hmm. so the payers sway like that. And like if you really go into the Vegas, your your whole body has to go up like this, yeah, and you have to start like doing yeah, the Vegas. That, that, that might happen, maybe, but that's not what the Vegas is before. Yeah, being Davic to someone means merging with them. Yeah. Attached already gives the impression that there's you and them. It's more than that. It's much a blending together. Hmm? Joining. A joining, a merging, a blending. Yeah. So what we're going to describe here, what does it mean, the Kavana Samitzvah? The Kavana Samitzvah, we could just say so simply, is really how personally are you taking the mitzvah? Is it your mitzvah? Or is it his mitzvah as well? You're putting on tefillin. You're doing him a favor. Or are you so identified with the Rabbonish Loilem that this is just what you're doing? You with me? This is really what we're talking about by Kavana Samitsu. It's got nothing to do. It's so important to remember. I speak about this all the time because it's such a, it's such a tsar for so many people. Is There are certain people who are like mumish, like this, yeah? And like when you're with them, you like feel like... Um, was it the other day I had that with someone? Well, you feel like almost drained in a sense. They're so energized, you know, and you're like, <sighs> you have to take a break for a minute, yeah? So you've got people who are just super intense. And you've got people who are just super not intense. That's not, that's not Kavan, that's not what we're talking So when a guy's there doubling like this, yeah? Yeah? That's just, that's what he does. And if he was on Wall Street, He'd be looking at the board going like this as well. That's just him. So don't get confused. With the, and then you've got people who are much more like water people. They're much easier going. And, 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 it, would be, and it would look like a whole different thing. And they can be just as Kavanadik as the intense person. So it's very important to dis- distinguish that. Yeah. Devakas is not this kind of feeling in the goof. Yeah. Devakas is an attachment, is emerging with the Rabbinership. Okay. And that idea of being very like Fakocht and on his lavas and all very like, yeah, that again is dependent on if, you, if some people are water people, some people are fire people. A water person isn't going to, it's not going to look the same as by a fire person. Okay. West Coast, East Coast. West Coast, East Coast, my friend said. <laughs> When you say that, I, I'm still from the time I remember between those two rappers who killed each other. That's what I think. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, so when when we're talking, this is so I've heard a lot of shit. Like my Rebbe is with Manus Friedman, okay, and he the I've heard a lot of people talk about this in different ways, and the most. What makes the most sense to me is the way that Rav Manis explains this. And I'm going to explain it according to how he explains it. Okay, the higher level of kavana is to do with how 
much you are experiencing the mitzvah from his eyes, his book. That's what it means, the higher level of divine. As simple as that. To the point where the tzaddik, who is connected to the world of Asilus, there is no him doing the mitzvah. There's the mitzvah, it's like Hashem's doing the mitzvah himself through this piece of flesh. That's what the tzaddik is. Like we've spoken about this many times. The tzaddik is literally the window to the boinashon. By the tzaddik who's in a tzilus, where there can be no sense of self whatsoever. So in a sense, it's like Hashem's doing the mitzvah himself. It's like you're watching Hashem putting on to tefillin. That's, that's basically what it comes out to be. Not that we're saying that tzaddik is God. We're not saying that Bechal. But we're saying that there is no person there. There's no person there. That's, the, that's not shy to basically any or maybe in this door it's shy to all of us but the, the general understanding is it is not shy to anyone basically in this in the in this generation but the the level of bria that is shy yeah although it's very difficult where you re you're really taking the, the the mitzvah very personally you're seeing it very much from his eyes you're not looking at it as like it's like i think of it like this when i teach photography yeah so when, when the students first get their camera, there's like me and the camera and the model and the concept of photography. And it's just this like, this like smorgasbord of bits. And they're like, and they might have like a, they see this picture, but they've got this camera in the way between them and the picture. They've got this image in their mind of what they want, but they're so disconnected from the camera that they just can't do it. It's very frustrating. So at the level of Bria, it's like the level of a very professional photographer where there is no camera. By a very high level of photography, there's literally no camera. You're, like my, my, I've got calluses on my thumb from nowadays I don't shoot hardly at all, people I used to, but my, my body has been formed. Like I've got more wrinkles on this side than this. My body has merged with my camera to a certain degree, yeah? That's that's like the level of Bria, when there is there is a camera lamaisa and there's you and whatever yeah, but it, it's mummish like you're like you're a mixery or a professional, and there's not really a camera, or there or there is like just kind of a bit of a camera. It's like very you're very much one with it means you're seeing the mitzvah from a shemus perspective. It's not really your mitzvah. You're 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 really bound up in him as a very high level, Bria. I know we just spoke about Silas. That's like off the charts. It's not really even a level. Like I said, that's like a Shem doing the mitzvah himself. This is you're doing the mitzvah, but it's like if you're really in love, you know, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, a day when you're really in love with your wife, yeah? One of those days. You know, once every <laughs> however many months or years <laughs> it is, yeah? And you feel really good towards her and you go out and you buy her something. It's almost you're walking around the shop you're almost looking at it through her eyes, in a sense. You know, she's so real that you're you're sync with her. That that's like the mitzvah, the level of rear, in a sense. Okay, then yeah, and then it goes down. So now we're going to describe these five levels. The way that the Rebbe explains them: the first, the highest level, is the level where you use your mind to generate the emotion. And that sounds very abstract, but it's actually really simple. And it, right now, what's going on in the world, it's really easy to understand. Let's divide a regular college campus into two kinds of people, yeah? You've got the political activists, and then you've got the hedonists, yeah? Who, who pushes themselves more? 
the guys who are going out with a fraternity drinking and womanizing and drugs etc yeah or the political activist kids the real i'm not the real ones not the ones just going along for the going along for the ride yeah it's obvious that the people involved in a, in an ideology and in a movement they are they have more available energy than the people who are just they're going with pleasure because that's their thing yeah so you'll see people who you know I say I can't I can't be bothered to go to the party tonight I'm just going to sit around whereas when it comes to some kind of event if they felt the same way and it's a political event they'll pull themselves together and they'll go and attend the event what's the difference the difference is the motivation generated by the mind compared to the natural motivation. The natural motivation is we look for pleasure, but if it's if it's too hard or it's too like I I'm you know there's only so much I can push. I'm going to sit this one out. You go have fun. You take some pictures. Whereas when it's coming from the mind and there's been that deep identification with it, etc., that's called that's called um, that's called um, 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 what's the word for it? I don't know if it actually calls it anything. It's, um, come on, the, the, the way we call it in English anyway is called an intelligent emotion. That's the English. That's what we use for English. It's called an intelligent emotion. That means that it got largely generated by your mind. And that's how these political people can get so forgotten and so, so into it because their mind has made it very real. They've used their mind to, to, to give it length and breadth and depth. You know? That's called intelligent emotions. Then there's called natural emotions. Natural emotions is just how I am. This is how I am. So a Jew has a natural love for God that plays itself out in performing Torah and mitzvahs. Okay? Then there's the level of what's called lo lishma, yeah? which we call in the Navi mitzvahs anashim umalamadah, meaning by rote. Yeah? Why do, you do, why do you do this mitzvah? You know, I'm... I'm just, I'm just, that's what I do in the morning. I get up, I double shackles, I put on to film. And you're like, why? And you're like, I just, I'm regular. I've been habituated. That's what I do. A lot of us are doing mitzvahs on that level. <laughs> yeah, then there's a lower level, which is called lolishma mamash, uh, which means you've got an ulterior motive. And the Rebbe gives the example quite, um, uh, what's the word? Um, 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 what's the word? Um, to make some people won't like it controversially, quite controversially, as three words Leo's Talmud Hochem. If a person is studying Torah to be a Talmud Hochem, that's what the Rebbe calls Lonely Shman Mamash. That's Lonely Shman Mamash. Now, as we said, the world of Bria, I told you it gets complicated. We're holding that everyone's holding it together so far, yeah? Mm -hmm. So the world of Bria is the world of the intellect. The world of Yitzira is the world of the emotions. And the world of Asiya is the world of our behavior. Now, what we just said fits perfectly, yeah? 
When a person generates emotions using his seichel, we say the mitzvah goes up to the world of Bria, in the notion of Kabbalah, yeah? That mitzvah goes up to Bria when we generate, because that's the world of the seichel, it makes sense. When the mitzvah is being done with a latent natural emotion, now the mitzvah goes up to the world of Yitzhira, because that's the world of emotions. And if a world, if a person's doing the mitzvah because he's habituated, that's just what he does. Like the way you drive home, you know, late at night, you get in the car and then you're just home. You're like, whoa, what happened? Hmm. Yeah, you've been habituated to the drive. You weren't there present in any way, shape or form. And you just, that, that's the world of the physical world where you've habituated yourself. So when a person's doing a mitzvah, um, mitzvah's a national woman mother, means a mitzvah stum, why are you doing it? I mean, my, you know, it's just what I do, you know? then the mitzvah stays in this world. In the world, it, it really, it, let's just say it stays in this world. No, Chazbushalot, no, 100%, 100%. And even, Leo's Talmud Hochum, now the mitzvah goes down from the, remember, the world, now this is the, the important, let's go back to our concept of, of Simpson and, and Hester Punnett. So the worlds are created with symptom, yeah? So in each of the worlds, you are aware of God. There is no, there is no Hester, but sometimes I use it in a borrowed term, but in the technical way we're speaking about right now. There is no Hester pun in, in, in the higher worlds. There's just symptom. What's the other word for Hester pun in? You guys already know this, but just anyone who's been in the shirk, you think of another word for Hestapana, maybe? The other word is Klipa. Klipa is what conceals to the point where it becomes unrecognizable now. And that's the, that's the idea of Hestapana. So Klipa only exists in the bottom of the lowest world. So Bria is, there's a symptom. And God's complete, and that's the guy who's doing the mitzvah. He's he's involved in it. He's learning about it. He's he's in the base midrash. He's talking to people. He's he's like like the havdul, like the political activists. Yeah, he's proactive in his in his generating energy to serve God. Yeah, you can't well, this kind of guy. You can't get him off the subject. He's always talking about mitzvahs. He's talking about the bonus. He's you just can't kind of that. That's what he cares about. Yeah. So he's doing mitzvahs at that very high level of Bria. Yeah, then there's the, the guy who's more natural. It's a lower level, less energy. Okay, that, but he's still doing it for God. He has natural emotions for God. It's still about God. Yeah, so that goes up to Yitzhira. Then there's Stum. It's, it's not not about God. It's not about me. You go to Shachris in the morning and you do, you're not, it's not about you, but it's not about him. It's just, pre-programmed, it's just a program. I get up, I walk to shul, I put on my tefillin. It's not, not, it's not about God, and it's not not about God. It's not about you, it's not about God, it's not about no one. <laughs> it's just, he's doing it. You understand? So that, the mitzvah stays in Oilam HaAsir. But what about when someone's trying to do, he's doing it, the Oish Talmud to be a Talmud Now that's when he gets involved. Now, you, the person's not doing it for God. He's doing it for himself. Mm. The mitzvah at that point now goes into Klippa. 
But into Klippa's Neuge, we haven't discussed this with people out here, which means the Klippa that's not forbidden, which is basically this world in general, is Klippa's Neuge, means the kosher meat that can be elevated. It's not a mitzvah to eat kosher meat, but it's available to be elevated for mitzvah, okay? It's a big, so this is a big deal. So, so now when a person does a mitzvah, Leo's Talmud Hochum, it makes sense that it goes, the energy of the mitzvah goes into Klippa. So he's doing it for himself. It's not about Hashem. It's like buying flowers for your wife because you want something from her. It's not about her, it's about you. That's that's not the Seder. Now, the question you asked before, mitzvahs and Hashem and your mother would it be better not to do them, yeah? 100%. But even this, even a mitzvah for your own sake, you should still 100% do it. 100% do it. Yeah, and if that's what's pushing you to do it, that you're thinking about going, it's the same reason, same idea of Ganadin. There's no difference between the Rebbe never talks about doing mitzvahs for Ganadin or avoiding Gehenna. He never says that to him, also. But if a person's doing a mitzvah to go to Ganadin, what's the difference between that and doing it in the Oyes Talmud Hopham? You're not doing it for God, you're doing it for you. You want to go to Ganadin? That's also not to say that. It's the same. What? what about Chuba? What about Chuba? Person does Chuba. Can you do Chuba? 100% Chuba. So now this is this is the point. So you don't need to do Chuba. If you do mitzvah stum, you go to shul, program, AI, yeah? You just do it, yeah? You don't need to do Chuba because the, the energy is available. It didn't get taken by a clipper because you didn't do it for yourself. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for him. But it wasn't for you, so the energy is just kind of right there, available. And the Rebbe says, the minute you do that mitzvah with a shtickle for him, it cuts around, it goes up. You don't need tshuva for that. Whereas when a person, what is tshuva? Tshuva is extracting the energy from the self. So when a person is over Leo's Talmud Hotham, or for Gan Eden, then eventually he will need to do tshuva. The Rebbe says, maybe it won't be in this lifetime, but it will be at some point. He will do tshuva and he will extract it. There's one lower level that the Rebbe didn't speak about. And that's what the Gemara says. It would be better to be to die in the womb, which is lakanta, which is to learn to, like, hurt someone else. That's called dimokrips tamayas. That's better not to do. That, that, that we don't do. Because that's not available for it. that. That's terrible. He doesn't even speak about that because it's so terrible. So we've now got these levels of, of emotion. Yeah, we've got the intellectual emotion that's the most powerful, like the college campus uh, ideologue, whatever. Yeah, that's the most powerful level of emotion, and that it says goes up to the oil of Maria. Then we've got the more natural level of your. I'm doing it for a sham. I'm in. I, I mean. I'm doing it for Hashem. I, I, I'm not just doing it like, like as a robot. Hashem is in my mind. I got up this morning knowing that I'm doing this for Hashem. I'm not like, really into it, yeah, but I'm doing it for him. Yeah, there the mitzvah goes up to the Olama, uh, it's Cyril. When we're doing it stum, the energy remains available in Olam HaAsiyah. And when a person's doing it for an ulterior motive that's kosher, like the Yestam Tochem or Gan Eden, then that mitzvah goes down into Klippa and will at some point need to be extracted from there. Okay? So we just learned a lot there. And I'll just finish off by, by um, this is this is really very beautiful. It's very, 
very delicate. So we're moving all over the way. So, so now, those, by the way, just as a side point, the way the, the, the Zoya Kodesh speaks about this idea of the, the mitzvah, the, 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 the intent, the kavana, bringing the mitzvah up, he calls it wings. Ava and Yira. Yeah? These are the wings that bring the mitzvah up. That sounds like nice and cute and like kind of Disney style, yeah? But what we're talking about now is this is what, what it really means, well understood it, is that the mitzvah finds its light in a higher world because it was more powerful, generated by as we spoke about. Now, um, we've got, we need to mention that. This, the, what's the difference of the energy We've got the two different ways of conceiving energy. We've got Simsum and we've got Hestapanim. Okay? Remember uh, the, the concept of uh, quantity and quality. Now, we've got four levels in creation. Inanimate, vegetable, animal, and human. Okay? Now, on the level of Simsum, um, excuse me, on the level of Hestapanim, they are all the same. When you look at a rock, you don't think about God. When you look at a tree, you don't think about God. When you look at an animal, you don't think about God. When you look at a human being, you don't think about God naturally. None of those things, all of those things are concealing God. Okay? What's the difference? There's obviously more energy by a human being than there is by a rock. Now, this is the difference between these four levels, okay? On the most simple level, is a rock just is. That's it, just is. A vegetable grows, which includes reproduction. So the one word, if you want to have a one word definition of vegetable, growth, okay? An animal moves, which is called behavior and emotions. Yeah, the, these are the words, that, the, the umbrella words, yeah? So animal moves. And a human being has intellect. That is the difference between the four levels. A rock just is, a plant grows, a animal moves, and a human being, let's say, thinks. Okay? Now, on the level of Hestapanim, Hashem is equally concealed by all of those things. But there's a difference in the level of Simpson. There's more light in a tree than there is in a rock. And that's how it, that's how it's able to move. Uh, that's how it's able to grow. There's more light in an animal than there is in a tree. That's how it's able to move. And there's more, remember emphasis on the word more, there's more light in the human than an animal. And that's what enables him to think, to have intellect, okay? So now, this is the union of lifting the mitzvahs up. Is that, see, this world is Hestapana, this world conceals God. Yeah? Kedusha is when the Hestapana is removed. And this is the reason why, when there's a bencher on the table, yeah? What, how do you feel when you're in your house and there's a bencher on the table and one of your kids like, puts your telephone on it or something? It bothers you, yeah? And you push, you push it off, yeah? 
like you walk into the bathroom, you realize you've got your you've got your sitter in your pocket. You know, all of a sudden feel really uncomfortable. You either go out, whatever it is. The point is that these things that are kadosh, they don't have a hester pamet, meaning they remind you of your boy in the show. Okay? So when you see a safer Torah in shul, if the person's worked on himself to, to, to a minimal degree, it will bring the Rabboni Shalom to mind. Okay? That's the concept of Kedusha. We're, we're summarizing hours of discussion here into a few words. Okay? So Kedusha means there's no Hest upon it. Mitzvahs are Kadosh. So the whole world is Hest upon him. Yeah? You go to work, you eat your breakfast, you, you buy your kid his, his pajamas, Whatever you do, yeah, all of that is Hester Punning. It all conceals God, yeah? You put them to fill in, there's no Hester Punning there. That's Kadosh. Yeah, that reveals God. God is not concealed there. So all of the acts of this world are called Hester Punning. They're all concealing God, whereas the mitzvahs of the world are without Hester Punning. They're revealing God. Now, this is the this is the putting the whole thing together now. Is the more energy the Hester Panim's been removed. It doesn't get more kadosh than a safer toe. It doesn't get more kadosh than putting on to fill it. It doesn't get more kadosh than eating matzah on Pesach. It doesn't get more kadosh than shaking a little of an esrog on, on sukkahs. It doesn't get more kadosh than putting tobacco in the push. It that that's the Rabonishloila, Mamash. That's the Rabonishloila manifest in this world. Everything else is his external world, it's all a means to an end. But the point is the mitzvahs. So when a person's doing a mitzvah, that's a bonusroom revealed in this world. Now, how much energy do you put into the mitzvah? That's what we've just been discussing. Do you put in the level of doimem? Do you put in the level of chai? Do you put in the, so the, the level of, of tzomeach, of, of vegetable? Do you put in the level of animal? Or do you put in the level of human? That's the lifting up of the mitzvah. That's the elevation of the mitzvah. The mitzvah's without hestapanim. The question is, how much simsum are you going to remove? How much simsum are you going to remove? Everyone's with me? That's really the finale of, the, of those three chapters. Where it comes down to this. is The Misa mitzvah is ikah. Yeah, that's what it's all about. But how bright is that mitzvah going to shine? That's tallowy on how much energy. If Lahavdil, like these guys in the university, have got their cause, are really putting their thinking into it, they're, they're researching the websites, they're constantly talking about it, they're writing essays on it, they're doing all this stuff on it, yeah? They're mamash for kocht, yeah? So Lahavdil, their acts are lichtig with Lahavdil, with their tame light. Then you've got the guys in, in university who are doing also selfish acts, but they're just doing, they go with the flow. I like pleasure, so I'm just doing it with pleasure. So their acts are a little less lifting. It's the opposite, yeah? And then you got the guys who are just like the boring people who are just like, like zombies kind of thing. Their acts are very unlifting. And that's exactly the Indian we have there with our mitzvahs, is every mitzvah is mamash, it's mamash, that's why it's called the bird. And the the kavana is called the wings. So what's a bird without wings? It's a significant creature. It's kosher. You can offer it up, depending on what korban, whatever, but it could be offered up. It could definitely be eaten and elevated on Shabbos, yeah? It's not a vital organ. So the bird is the mitzvah. 
So when you go to shore like a zombie and you turn around and it's like already 45 minutes later and you're folding up your talus and you're like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm here, so I'm assuming I governed, you know? <laughs> yeah, you just made a bird. It's a significant thing. It's running like a dodo, you know, like running around on the floor without any wings, yeah? It's a significant thing. Masha Ain came, if you hadn't come to Shul, and you hadn't said Shema, and you haven't gone to Finn, you haven't said Shema Esrei, and you're sitting at home just thinking about the Dvekas of whatever, yeah? That might be a mitzvah unto itself, might be a, a separate mitzvah, but, but you didn't make any kind of bird there. That's just like wings. There's no action, so it's just like wings. It's just like some feathers on the floor. What's that? It's nothing. So, so we make the bird by doing the act. And this is the real chizuk, is like what you were saying, and that was really the key question, is I've I, I got no feeling for this whatsoever, yeah? I didn't mention this, but when it's like that, and you force yourself to do the mitzvah, because it's the mitzvah, not because of Gehenna or Ganeidim or any kind of reward for yourself, it's tough of the right thing to do, yeah? Then that's a bachina that see this. That's a bachina of the Rabboni Shlolem Mamash doing the mitzvah himself. That's why I said, remember I said, like, I see this is the highest level, but in this generation, it could be that we're all doing mitzvahs at that level because there's no, it's so difficult to get any kind of feeling for it and you just kind of force yourself. That's like Hashem doing it himself. Like, where are you in the picture? You don't even want to do it. <laughs> You'd rather be in bed. That's really hated. That's really hated. Not that we shouldn't be involved in generating more powerful emotions, but just to remember that that is very heinous. So that's really the main takeaway from this chapter, is that the Maisa Mitzvah is what it's about. Okay? Now, how light is that going to shine? That's to do with your energy. How do we build up the most energy? Is be involved in the things that we're learning about. Yeah? It doesn't help so much with the Gemara and, uh, and even with the Halakha and stuff. You know, that, that needs to be learned, 100%. But, but it's these Inyanim that we're learning right now which really help with the emotional, uh, the, when you start understanding the significance of the mitzvah, how mitzvahs work, what their connection is to Hashem. You don't learn that in Halakha, you don't learn that in Gemara. You, you learn that in the Medrash, in the Agaratas, and in, 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 uh, in the Musasvarim, and in the Hasidish Asvarim. So that's that's... That's the practical takeaway of how do we raise ourselves up there. And that was what to show us chapters 38, 39, and 40. I told you it's intense, yeah?